after the Super Bowl, one week after that, XFL week one, right there. That's when the XFL starts. And then their Perfect. season was ending in April. Basically, a week or two after the XFL season ends, USFL starts up. And then the way it's set up right now, basically maybe a week or two after the USFL ends, the CFL spring training, like their their like preseason starts. Putin better calm down because if the world ends before I get year round football, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> hey guys, XFL Jim here, and I'm listening to Patriot Sports Radio. These guys are hashtag garage certified. Welcome to Patriot Sports Radio. Patriot Sports Radio. A sports podcast by regular dudes for regular dudes. We'll give you a break from all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. From high school to the pros, we're talking about red-blooded American, loud, loud, real, and and raw. Patriot Sports Radio with your hosts, Eric, John, Chris, and the coach. Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in Patriot Sports Radio. My name is Eric. I am your host. We have the uh, usual suspects here, minus John Shirley. We've got Chris over there putting coal in the furnace, making the show go. That's what I'm officially going to say for the record. We got a coach down in Oklahoma. He's on six cups of coffee. He's all fired up. And very special episode today, Brandy Earmuffs. I am fucking excited about this one. We have the triple threat. This guy can dance. He can cook. He can pick games. He's my personal Michael Bolton. I celebrate the man's entire catalog. XFL Jim, welcome to the show. What's up, boys? How we doing? We're doing good. We're doing great. How are you doing? I'm feeling real good. I uh, I just did my spring football roundup, basically, my spring fever episode last night. Feeling real good. I'm feeling in a real football mood. Yeah. It's almost time. Are you going down to Alabama? I'm trying to, but I, it's not looking like I'm going to get time off work for it. So that's a damn shame. But I'm gonna if I can't make it down for week one, I'm gonna at least try and make it down for one of the games or make it to Ohio. Nice. We're thinking about going down there. I don't know. The more we talk to these players and the more we talk about the league and think about it, it's like we gotta get down there. We gotta strike while the iron's hot. I need to at least make one game because I went to uh the last I went to an XFL, I went to two XFL games, those were both a blast. I went to my first CFL game this December. I went to the Grey Cup. And that was amazing. I loved that. And I, I want to hit a USFL game so bad. CFL Jim with the uh, with the flannels and the maple syrup. I, I really love that character. When did you decide, I'm a funny guy, I'm going to start making these videos and putting them on the internet? And when was XFL Jim born? So I've been doing internet content literally since I was maybe 11, 12 years old. So that would have been about in 2006. 2005, 2006, I started making like dumb video game stuff as a kid. That morphed into, I would say, the time in YouTube between 2009 and 2012 or 2013 was a big point of like just short, really engaging videos where I would just make dumb visual effects like action videos with my friends. Those were awesome. And then XFL Gym was born when the XFL was obviously reannounced in 2018. I'd been watching, I'd been a fan of the AAF. I'd been a fan of arena football. I'd been a fan of like the X League, the Japanese Football League for a while at that point. So I was like, I love these alternative football leagues. Boom. Let's, let's do something for that. Let's, let's get weird. Let's make some content out of it. And XFL Gym was born uh, December 2019. I think that's when my Twitter account was officially made. And that was the big one. That was the, that was the first thing. It was Twitter and then YouTube and then Facebook, Reddit, all that stuff. I was wondering if I got on board late or not, because I found you when I started following uh, the SGPN guys, like maybe a year before the pandemic. They said, let's before we start betting on games, let's listen to a gambling show for a few months and learn the terminology and so forth. And I became a huge fan. Those guys are awesome. And then those guys are awesome. You know, I, I found think I've been you following through those them. guys. I think I've been following those guys since like 2017. Those guys have been great. around for 10 years. Yeah, I know. It's, it's nuts. I didn't know that until recently. Like when I first decided I was going to start gambling on sports, I looked through the shows and honestly, it's 90% just fucking nerds saying numbers and putting you to sleep. And then I found them and I'm like, these guys are awesome. They're entertaining, they're engaging, and they're giving me winners. And then when I went to follow them on Twitter, I was shocked when they, I didn't see 1 million next to their follower count. They're better than everybody else I've found. They're so good. And they're great dudes too. I've I've met a couple of them. I've met Colby, great guy. I need to I need to talk with them again because every time 
I am either talking with them or someone is talking to them. I haven't gotten an update or whether or not their their office is in Eagle Rock, California. And it's next to one of my favorite donut shops, maybe my favorite donut shop in all of Los Angeles. I need to know if they've gone yet. I need to know. I need an update. <laughs> that sounds like a field trip you need to make as well. What what donut shop is that? <laughs> yeah, wait, hang on, time out. You brought up food. Coach needs in. It's called a, it's called Colorado Donuts. It's in Eagle Rock. It's on Colorado Avenue. It's kind of like a busier street that goes through like Glendale, Eagle Rock, all the way into Pasadena, and it's it's amazing. They got like a whole bunch of different flavors, fresh donuts. They got good ice cream. They got good drinks. It's great. Wow, wow, man, we're gonna have to add that to the list of things that we're gonna check out soon. I can, I can tell you that that man. That oh, sounds if you guys crazy. are ever in Los Angeles, I got I got a bunch of spots. I lived there for five six years. It was. I got a I don't bunch th- of food I, spots. I don't think any of us three have ever been to Los Angeles. Have you Have you guys been to Los Angeles, Eric? No, no. I'm planning on a pilgrimage to, to go see God's Eye at SGPN offices. This is something that I need to learn as a host. Anytime food comes up, I need to go ahead and just give the floor to the coach for a few minutes. <laughs> I respect We're, that. Uh, I'm learning, learning every day. That's how, I, uh, that's how I relate like locations where I'm at is by what restaurants i've been to i love this guy i love this guy <laughs> i told you you hey, would. We're, we're this guy right here all this punch him a pass every week <laughs> yeah I'm, yeah I'm, xfl gym's an open invitation listen listen xfl gym i got something to tell you you're gonna dig this so our other guest john who's normally on here again six cups of coffee but he's normally on here and he's the the one that asks the intelligent questions he's gone today so the 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 the, the chains are off the the we are we are un, unbridled today, doing whatever we want to do. I, I I'm so free, I can't even feel my arms right now. But I'm working on a list for him that he said he he made this bold statement and one of the many intelligent things that he says on this show. He says Denver, Denver, the food is terrible in Denver. So I I, I teach a little local geography class, and one of the the topics that we discuss is every state and 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 their capital and a food item or uh, attraction in each state. So we discussed this. We made this a class project. I'm putting together a top 10 <laughs> list that is unrivaled by anyone ever in Denver of places that I'm going to need him to go and check out to, that, that is quality food in Denver. When we're talking about locations and food relating to locations, man, that, that is right up my alley. And, and I can tell you, we'll, we will definitely, when he gets on here, we're going to have, have to add some of these things you're talking about, man. This is great stuff. This is quality radio. I live to please. We, we, also, got a, uh, we also got a man down in Birmingham, Justin Hughes. He is, what, what is he on this week? What, what chicken place is he on this week for us? He's going to uh, come he back was, and give us a report. He was hitting Hattie B's, and he was going to hit another I got Hattie B's report. Uh, you did? He texted right. me Hattie B's report. All he right. did. And uh, Gus's world famous yes, is that what Gus's it was? World famous chicken. Okay, okay, that, that's chicken. what, what we're looking. We're still looking for that one, but so we should have uh, we, we next time we have Justin on, bring in XFL Jim, and we can <laughs> really get down on this. Who's got the best chicken in Birmingham? Absolutely, because that's 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 what that's where we're at. That's we what need people to, really want I mean, to know. That's a big Chris. league. Those boys <laughs> won't really need that, and we're going to provide that for them. That's right. That's what the fans. We're really not just want. for the people. We're also for the players. Oh no, man. <laughs> there's a guy named Gus I'm putting my money there I yeah. hear you man I, on anything yeah <laughs> on most things yeah. yeah usually you can't go wrong with yeah that. most things a Gus is gonna be your best bet so while we're on food you've been cooking up a storm lately it's dip week your dip is only matched by your drip uh I watched your most recent video you're you're stabbing cans open with steak knives and making queso How's that all going? Yeah, didn't have a I didn't have a can opener for that video. So the food stuff kind of like all the food, the dancing, the singing, everything like that kind of just got born when the pandemic first hit because XFL there weren't any games, there weren't nothing going on. So I'm just like, "Oh, well, I got to do something. I can't just I can't just like go dormant for most of a year until some other sport comes on." So I'm just like, "Well, I tried playing I just did like a variety. I did video games, I did dancing, I did cooking, and I did drinks. I still, I still like doing all that stuff. This year, I just decided to get more into streaming. So I just, I stream my podcast. I stream all that, and then I was like, "Well, I'll just do a cooking stream once a week. Why not?" It got yeah. born from that. So I've done three big long cooking streams. I did meatloaf as the start, and then I did a St. Patty's Day special where I tried to make corned beef and cabbage. And then this <laughs> recent one, 
where I did um where I did dip week. I'm loving it. I'm loving all this stuff. I'd say two out of three have been really good. Like the corned beef and cabbage, just pro tip for everybody out there. Don't try and boil corned beef in an hour. It was like eating a tire. (laughs) So now that USFL is fired up, who's your team and why? It seems like everybody's uh, giving us their team and their justification for said team. So if everyone who tuned into me when I was, when like the XFL was going on, I did not have a specific team. XFL Jim does not have a specific team, just like USFL Jim doesn't have a specific team, but XFL Jim has a fan of a USFL team, if that makes sense to anybody out there. It's a, I, there's a whole like extended universe of gyms out there. I've tried explaining it. It's a, whole, it's a whole deal. I don't have time for it here. But XFL Jim is a fan of the Michigan Panthers because my, nice. my main team, my man team that I liked in the old USFL, they're not there. I was a big, I'm a big Memphis Showboats guy. Love the Memphis Showboats so much. But I just like that the Michigan Panthers, they're the they're the original Panthers. And I kind of from 83. The color scheme to me shouldn't work, but it does. And I just respect it. <laughs> yes. To all that stuff. You know, we talked to Chase Demore and then we talked to um Justin Hughes. And that kind of after we met those guys, we were like, well, by default, we're a Michigan Panthers podcast <laughs> at this point. So we're all when here you talk about your favorite boys. team. Yeah, and they got Jeff Fisher over there. I mean, shit, what's not to like? So when you talk about your favorite team, you just need to be careful to uh, speak in third person. It's I just have to say it's XFL Jim. Like, when I'm XFL Jim, my favorite team is the Michigan Panthers. USFL Jim, if he's here, he doesn't have a favorite team. But he looks similar to me, but not quite like me, you, if you've seen his game. USFL Jim is, is kind of like Rob Lowe. He just wears the USFL hat. He's exactly. a fan I of the sport. I actually have, I have like an XFL hat somewhere around here. I just ordered a Michigan Panthers and a Houston Gamblers shirt from Amazon. They'll be here any day. I'm excited. We're getting into it. I don't understand why they did this overtime rule. Some of the rules, you know, lining up. What are they doing? They're lining up at the two and and three possessions. What rules do you like? Which rules do you hate? So the overtime rule is kind of what the XFL sort of settled on in 2020, where the original overtime rule for the XFL was they were going to have like double shootouts at both sides of the field where both teams were going on at the same time. They scrapped that. And then eventually they just settled on each team gets three shots. I don't know if they did the same scoring, but I kind of, I'm okay with the overtime rules. That's what I think these leagues should really be doing is especially with things like overtime and pass interference. Why not? They should be experimenting with new stuff all the time. So I kind of like the overtime rules. It's a, it's a weird, I don't know how the sudden death works. Like once after the three, overtimes if they're still tied they say it goes into sudden death but does that mean just next score wins or does each team still get a shot like in college i don't know exactly i'm a big fan of the kickoff rule i'm a big fan of the i i like i'm not a big fan i like their their pat system i wish i wish they would just scrap the kick entirely or move it really far back like if you're gonna do either do it like the xfl did where you could just go for one two or three and they're all different plays or if you're going to involve a kick, you can make it like a three-point kick or a two-point kick and just have it on, put the ball on the 30, the 40, the 50, wherever, and just move the, the ball back. I don't like having your automatic PAT because all the teams are going to take it, and that's just boring. And then I'm a big fan of the pass interference stuff. I love the pass interference rule. Coach, have you heard about this double pass they can do? I'm not totally familiar with the double pass that was, rule that was that was a thing in the xfl so what the the rule for that is is it, i love i love the rule so much is if you you're behind the line of scrimmage you throw a forward pass as long as that pass does not pass the line of scrimmage another player could throw another forward pass so imagine like you're doing a screen the quarterback goes back screens it to the running back the running back can then again throw we only saw it really happen in the xfl twice once was once was the DC defenders where it was just, it was like a pitch, but that counts as a pass forward. And then he threw it back to the quarterback. And the other one was Landry Jones, where he threw the ball. It hit someone's helmet. He gets the ball back, gets to throw another forward pass. I remember seeing that one. Can't, can't go wrong with a couple of forward passes there. You said you've only seen this twice all season last season. Well, in the XFL, it only happened twice. Uh, they, they introduced the rule. I love the idea. Just because it was a new league, you were kind of waiting on players on like teams to really start experimenting maybe in the latter half of the season, which they didn't get to. It was a cool idea. I love the idea of just changing and making these crazy rules. The double forward pass was just a really cool idea. I just I mean, I, I don't I don't hate that. I mean, uh, I think that 
I think they they really want to get ingenious with it to bring back the nicknames on the jerseys. That was impressive. That the, the days of the nicknames on the jerseys that that was it, man. I mean, that was a draw for me. You know, I remember watching He Hate Me when I was younger. Man, that guy he made made himself famous just off a name. Man, they should bring that back too. The the nicknames on the back of the jerseys is quality. Self marketing by players has. Never been bigger. Absolutely. I like what the USFL is doing from a player standpoint for getting these personalities on where they're doing their own sort of hard, hard knocks during the season. The They're having their own USFL like behind the scenes show every week. I love that. I, that's what my favorite thing about these spring leagues is the amount of access you get to players compared to the NFL. Yeah. I think everything they've done from announcing the coaches to rolling out the uniforms and everything has been really brilliant from a marketing standpoint. It seems like this one, more than the other iterations, has a chance to really take off. I feel like it does. I think the only thing I had as a negative was I wish they would have done their own stream and actually like done a live stream or something for the draft. Because yeah. just having to like refresh through Twitter was a little bit of a... Because I, I was doing... I was with Sports Gambling Podcast doing their live stream for that. And we were just like fumbling, trying to get through Twitter, trying to f- keep up with all the picks. <laughs> I took a Bill Burr approach to the XF or the USFL draft. Like they're all going to be in the paper tomorrow. It's like going to a, <laughs> it's like going to a graduation of people you've never met. That joke was great. <laughs> so gambling on the USFL, are we going to be able to do this on the offshore books? I see DraftKings and uh, FanDuel are offering odds. I- the Michigan Panthers are plus four hundred to win the championship, but. I'm in Wisconsin, so I gotta I gotta play these offshore books, and I don't see anything yet. I'm in Nebraska, so I have to. I'm stuck with the same thing. I can only assume that we're gonna get offshore books because they did it with the XFL. They did it. Uh, they've done it with some other leagues before. I can only assume if the the onshore books are gonna be offering it. These offshores have to at this point, right? Like, what else is there to gamble on in that part of March? Just hockey and basketball. Yeah, they def- they definitely nailed the season down. They 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 definitely have the. Uh the market right there on, on the time frame, when, uh, which is impressive. When they announced when the season was happening, I'm so happy because this, this my, my ultimate dream is year round football. So what, Absolutely. so if you imagine the XFL plays next year, you roll in after the NFL, after the Super Bowl. if the XFL does it like they did in 2020 after the Super Bowl, one week after that XFL week one, right there, that's when the XFL starts. And then their Perfect. season was ending in April. Basically, a week or two after the XFL season ends, USFL starts up. And then, the way it's set up right now, basically, maybe a week or two after the USFL ends, the CFL spring training, like, their, their like, preseason starts. Putin better calm the fuck down, because if the world ends before I get year-round football, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah, same. That was a spot in the calendar that was crying out for some sort of sport, and, and they hit that right on the head when they... When they they planned it right there, that's that's some quality stuff. Speaking of the gambling, though, I've been trying to find a sports book and trying to plead with these sports books. They should offer the USFL, and I assume they will. But these guys got to be offering like other football leagues. If I can bet on like minor league Japanese basketball, I want to bet on arena league football. I want to bet on European league of football. I want to bet on Japanese like professional football. These are players that I know, and these are actual professional leagues. It's amazing. How do you fit all of these leagues and all of these players into your brain? Well, I, to be fair, I don't know a lot of the players, like the players kind of like they cycle and come and go. I have to do re research each time, but I've been watching like Japanese professional and college football. For like five years now. That's awesome. I just right now learned Japanese college football exists. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. My dream, my dream is I want to do with my podcast co-host uh, Chase the Wolf of Oakland on Twitter. I want to do our dream is to do. You guys remember that show on Spike TV where they were dubbing over Takeshi's Challenge? Uh, it's like yes, no, yeah. So they were they were. Do, I don't remember the name of the show, but we want to do that. We want to dub and we want to commentate. We want to uh, commentate over Japanese professional football it was like the original wipeout right yeah exactly yeah that was great i I worked second shift back then i used to watch that before work every day (laughs) i want to do that for football absolutely hey jim did you say you're from nebraska born and raised the the new uh team down there birmingham stallions i haven't heard anybody say that they're a birmingham stallions fan yet we got a guy coming on 
Next week, who's from Nebraska? His name's Brock. He is a linebacker for uh for the Birmingham Stallions. And I was wondering if you like you knew him. He's from Omaha. I know of him. I don't know. I haven't like done any interviews or I haven't like done a buttload of research for him. I know that there was uh three or four Nebraska players that got drafted because I know the only one I had a cool story with, like I'd met Freedom because he has an awesome name, Freedom Akmanila Dodge or yep. something like that. He's an awesome guy. And then I saw that Josh Banderas got drafted, which I just started laughing hysterically when he did. Because if people who don't know, Josh Banderas is known for two things. He's a, he's like a party animal. He's known for that. And he's known he got he got suspended from the team for stealing bicycles on campus. Bikes. Wow. Wow. What team did he get signed with? I I don't remember what team exactly signed Josh. I think Freedom got on with the Gamblers, if I remember correctly. That's amazing. Wow. That is, uh, I'm gonna have to start messaging you early in the morning to get angles because I like to I like to live bet on some Japanese baseball, little uh, Czechoslovakian hockey, maybe some esports in the morning to get ooh, the blood going. Esports. I'm a big League of Legends better. I'm a big League of Legends better. I found a couple. There's there's a couple players that I like know by name now. I'm like, oh, he's down four. He's gonna win. Let's get that plus two fifty money line. <laughs> And then I check back at my break time and see the little crooked numbers in there. All right, we're up $11. Let's go. There we go. Got to have some action going at all times, in my opinion. So I what rules you do you want to see? Like something going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's great. It's not a problem if, unless you don't know what you're doing. So these rules, what rules do you want to see the NFL adopt? I want to see them bring in the, the PI rule for sure. I hate replay, but I do like that you can review roughing the passer in USFL. The pass interference is one that I really want brought into the NFL. That's a big one. I want them to adopt the replay system that the XFL had, where they had a replay like person at each game who they called for the replay. The The refs down there didn't get to call for It was one guy, and he's reviewing the footage from all different angles, and he could slow down the plays. It's him watching it, and he'll say if they need to go to a replay or not, or a review. I like that. I, I, out of the USFL, I think just... Re- I really want to see the pass interference. Um, the double forward pass would be awesome too. That would just be, that'd be hilarious. You're seeing a lot of teams get that 40 yard PI call at the end of the game. Like the, the goal of running the play seems to be to get the flag. And that's I've bullshit. Been, I've been We've got to get that out I've been here. seeing it. Uh, people on Twitter are calling certain offenses. Like I'd say the Steelers last year or the Colts with Carson Wentz, they're running an all pass interference offense where yeah. the quarterback yeah, is just like a- throwing it, hoping for a pass interference. Yeah, it's like a football version a of Hackershack. Yeah, if you get a PI, it's it could be like a 40, 50 yard play. play players nowadays are also are they're also, you know, smart enough to realize what's going on and they're they're adapting their their routes instead, you know, the focus has become on two things, not just catching the ball, drawing the flag. So they're jumping, you know, if 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 you're running a route and you jump back into a uh, a defender uh, you know, nine times out of 10, you're going to draw the flag, you know, on, on something like that. And and it seems to me like the goal has changed. It's not, it's not just to catch the ball, but you know, a flag is just as good as a catch um, in, in today's world. And, and, and that's got to stop too. But uh, it, I think that stops on a, on a, on, on a, on a rule making level also. I mean, now refresh my memory, XFL, Jim, tell me, Tell me the pass interference rule as it as they're looking at it. Break it down for me as far as from 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 a uh, standpoint as far as penalization. So what, for, what are they doing in the USFL? It's it's basically looking like they're not going to be doing most offensive pass interference at all. And for, as far as defensive pass interference goes, if it's below fifteen yards, like if it's under the fifteen yard mark, it's just a spot foul. So say if the pass interference happens eight yards uh, downfield. It's 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 at eight yards. If it's past 15 yards, it's a reviewed call where it's it's either it's most of the time it's going to be a 15 yard penalty. So say it's like a 40 yard thing and it's a pass interference. Most of the time it's going to be a 15 yard penalty like in college, unless it's an egregious tackle, which is up to the replay officials. Uh, basically, just Mike Pereira. It's up to him whether or not it's an egregious uh, tackle and it's intended like that, in which case then it's a spot foul. Most of the time, it would end up probably being just a 15-yard penalty like you see in college. That's, in, that's, that's interesting because now you bring in the whole human factor back into it when you're trying to factor the human factor out. You know, I mean, a lot of these leagues are, 
going away from that. The worry for me, I like the I like the move in general. I like the move of like anything below 15 yards is a spot foul. Most things out of 15 yards is just a 15-yard penalty. My worry is like you said with the human element, I'm potentially worried that you might see kind of like you see in college with targeting. It's all up to just the refs and how they view it. The fact I do like the fact that this is all up just to one person. It is just like the replay booth in LA, they are in charge of deeming whether something is pass interference, like egregious pass interference or not. I like that it's just, it's all on them. It's not a different crew calling it each game. It's these guys. Like, they are accountable. So they should at least, at the very least, they should be consistent. I don't care if they like, if I agree with the call, I just wanted to see consistency out of them, which is, I love that in the XFL for every review, you could kind of hear the refs. And the replay guys like talk it out yes. and hear them discuss it. I want to see that. I just like being able to understand where they're like, what, why they're coming to that decision. Well, and I, I, I would agree with you there and say, not just in this league, but across the league or whatever, you know, the human element is part of sports. And I think that's where I, what I've always said about the, uh, the, the argument against referees and, and things like that is, is I don't think people I don't think people want to remove the human element. What they want to do is see the transparency and the thought process that goes into it. Once they explain the thought process, because nine times out of ten they're coming up with a ruling on the field that that they've talked out and 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 according to their understanding of the rules are applying or making a penalty that is applicable uh, based on what they understand the rules to be in in the manual. And and to me, that's what the public wants to see, not removing the human element. We have this argument on this show all the time about, you know, robot umpires and things of that nature. That's just, I mean, I think, I think is a concept that's ridiculous, but I, I do like what you're saying is if, if it's just transparent and we're able to hear that correspondence go on, we may not agree with it, but definitely that's going to make a, a, a better call. And, and, and let those guys be accountable for what they don't what they don't call. Missed calls are part of the game on on any level in any sport. Man, I, I love what you're saying there, and I like the the steps that they're doing, especially if it's on site. You know, uh, and and they, do they do they limit the time frame? The USFL's not doing on site replay. They're doing everything that's going to happen. They have like a replay hub in Los Angeles. That's just that's the all the replays are going through there. Every game. Every game. Every game is just done. It's Mike Pereira is the, like, he's like the replay czar. He's like the replay king. He he basically decides every replay is what I'm gathering from it. As I'm far right as, like, too. time limit, I think they're just deciding, like, live, kind of how you get the break in between each play. They have that long to kind of decide whether or not, oh, we need to go replay that or not. And coaches, I think, get one challenge per game or, half, like, it's it's, there's interesting stuff going on. That's that's good stuff. I mean, that's that's acceptable too. I mean, I, I could see where that would be definitely beneficial. My only concern is, does it stop the flow of a offense or defense that is, you know, momentum? And that's that's what you get into is the momentum shifts of 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 somebody who is really in a drive, and then we stop for three minutes for Pereira to decide what he's doing in Los Angeles. Or, Generally, or, what those guys are supposed to be doing is they're deciding whether or not to do a replay live as it happens, and then if they go to replay, it'll just be, they'll, they will they should have already looked at it. They'll review it like they do a normal play, like it's any other review in the NFL. Take and an official timeout. Exactly. And, and they'll make do, a, they'll make do the decision. official timeout, kind of pause it like that. But otherwise, uh, the game should just be moving smooth as possible because these spring leagues, just like the XFL, the USFL is trying, they're trying to go fast. They're trying to just like, they want to, they want to be like good, quick television. I think they're trying to cap their games at like, 30 to 40 minutes faster than the NFL game. And I was going to, that's where I was going next actually was I was going to ask you in my limited knowledge, again, uh, forgive me because I'm my limited knowledge of exactly the rules. uh, Now there's a continuous clock and it can only be stopped for like three things is, is my understanding. They, it's not the same. Uh, The clock is a lot faster for that reason. They're trying to up tempo the whole thing and make the whole game time within a window. I would need to review exactly what the USFL said for their clock rules. I would only, I could only assume they're basing it off what the XFL did. Cause it was smart where you just have a continuous clock. It stops for timeouts out of bounds and that's about it. And then it changes within two minutes where right. I think the USFL right. might be doing it similarly. Cause it's, a, it's sort of like a halftime comeback mechanic for teams college where rules, every basically. play, the clock stops basically. So every play the, the clock stops and then there's a, like a five second kind of or five to 10 second window 
for the clock to start back up again. So it's like the last two minutes, you're saving a lot of time. Oh, I thought it was first downs like college. It's every play. I, I think that, I mean, USFL, it might be first downs. In the XFL, it was every play got pauses. I love that about the XFL when you could hear the refs talking about the review. Like, I want to see how this chili is made. I love, as a sports fan, I want access to that. So I would pay dozens, if not hundreds of dollars for a channel that's just mic'd up umpires getting yelled at. I would love that. Well, they could do that. They did that. And then they also, all the coaches were mic'd up so you could hear the play calls and everything too. Yeah. Modern, streamlined, fewer moving parts, faster games. Yep. Well, the the last thing I have written down here on my list of topics is uh, fan-controlled football, Major League football. What's with all this NFT shit? Uh, well, Major League footballs, I don't think they have any NFTs going on. They're just like a publicly traded company. You can actually go buy stock in Major League football right now. We need one of those. They're, it's like two cents. It's pretty wild. Um, so, they, yeah, Major League football, they gotta started in— got to get one and in, frame it. If I remember correctly, they started in 2014— uh, SGPN just came out with like a great article about major league football. Cause I think Adam got some really good interviews with those guys. Um, it's, st- they started in 2014. They've just had issues with like funding throughout the years. And then they were kind of going to get ready to go in 2020. And then obviously pandemic happens. Can't do that. Uh, scrap that idea. And then they've just been looking for money. They're, they're doing a bigger roster than the USFL. And I think they're trying to really market themselves as a pure developmental league. But not like the spring league where players had to pay. Major League Football is just going to pay like a flat rate to all players and maybe give out win bonuses here. It's not going to be like crazy lucrative for players, but it's something. It's something you can do. And they're really trying to push the developmental factor. And Jerry Glanville's a coach. So that's pretty cool. (laughs) Anytime you add Jerry Glanville, your product gets better. Exactly. Jerry, Jerry Glanville is awesome. And then fan-controlled football, they, if, if you guys don't know, fan-controlled football, it's just like this, it's basically a glorified seven-on-seven league. It's arena, it's fun, fans make the plays, all this, blah, 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 blah. They're doing like a whole NFT thing with teams this year. I don't really understand NFTs at all. They're doing that. And for people that don't know, fan-controlled football league, they've announced one player. It's Johnny Manziel. That he's the only one that they've announced so far. They are starting the same day that the USFL is starting. They are starting April allegedly. 16th. They're say, they still say it. They still say they're starting April sixteenth. It's wild to me. Wow. And like, are I they aware that it's April football. the third? <laughs> I I had fun with uh, I had fun watching fake control football, and I still probably will. I interviewed a couple of players that played with those guys. They said they had a blast. So like, I like the league. It's, I don't know. It seems like gimmicky. It's, I don't understand what they're doing right now. I'm rooting for them. I also wish I could gamble on that. Although I know why you can't because the fans control yeah. the plays. It's, it's, it's a fun deal that I wish they like last year, they kind of like tried to shit on the other leagues. They tried to like talk, talk down mm, on other leagues. Like they were talking down on the XFL and whatnot. I was like, come on guys. You don't need to like, Oh, we actually completed our season. I was like, you don't, you don't need to like, you guys are, you guys are a seven on seven arena league. That's not how you compensate for being the little brother. They, I mean, they got like a, they got a bunch of funding and they like, they had the celebrity power. They have that going for them. Cause it's like just a bunch of celebrities and professional players owning the team. So there's money involved. I guess they got to be having a season, right? It can't uh, just be a money laundering scheme. Well, <laughs> can, can it can, could be. can they last? <laughs> I mean, my, yeah, exactly. My my thing is on, on these leagues is if there's no pipeline and no developmental or no pinnacle, they, they tend to, you know, not have a long-term, you know, lifespan. And that's, that's one thing that I thought might be different about this because the NFL has actually decided, hey, we need a pipeline just like the, um, you know, the MLB has, has different levels. Same way, and and I I thought that was impressive for the NFL to say, hey, look, let's put some money into the development because not everybody's making a fifty-three man roster. With um with their involved with the NFL's involvement with the XFL, my only I like I like that they're kind of combining and trying to test out new rules and things with these leagues. My only worry is I don't want to see the USFL or the XFL turn into like the NFL G League. I want them to be their own thing. I want them to like. I have I want to be like being a USFL star versus being on a practice squad for an NFL team. You'd rather be a USFL star. 
I, I want that. I want that yeah. for these players because I want these leagues to be their own thing and not sure. reliant on like daddy NFL. I don't want them to turn into that. Sure. Fan control football, I think it's cheap enough. Like they just play, it's an arena. So they only have to do that. And it's only like you're, it's four, it's seven players versus seven. They're smaller teams. So it's not nearly as expensive as these other leagues. And major league football, I think the fact that they're just going pure developmental, I think they're trying to aim for like, a lot of college age kids and stuff. I don't know exactly what their plan is. They're going to be the smallest league I've ever heard of. They only have four teams that they're going for for this year. What's the payroll like? What's the payroll like for a, for what's the league minimum? Uh, it know, looked like uh, for major league football, it looked like they were just going to pay a flat rate of a thousand dollars per game, I think. And then you get like a couple hundred dollar win bonus. I, th- this is all speculation. I, nothing has sure, like, sure. Nothing's been like said or actually, published about what they're going to be doing. But as far as I'm aware, I think it's like a thousand bucks per game for probably a short season. So it's not something you could do for a living, but it's a nice, like the spring league made players actually pay to play. So it's a nice, (sighs) it's a nice developmental change. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Yeah. Hey Jim, back to the, uh, back to the U S F L I've heard some rumblings and I was listening to Arden podcast which is a panther podcast that i found last night and they were talking about a ninth team that might be coming is have you heard some speculation on this like a uh, maybe it's like a practice squad or a pool I could, I could definitely see something like that the xfl had that team nine where it was just instead of each team having a practice squad they just had a practice team that the players would be able to pluck from whenever i wouldn't be surprised if the usfl did something similar especially with how small these rosters are allowed to be i think they're only allowed like 45 players per team and that's including like practice squad that's like everybody that's the entire team so i wouldn't be surprised if the usfl did something like that especially i do like the fact that when these players are getting released and on injury and everything like that they're kind of waiving the contract so that if when they come back they can join another league if they want to i would love a team nine i think a team nine would be a great would be a cool fun deal all right are we uh if we're usfl'd out Coach, no, you got more, Chris? General, yep. Um, yep. Maybe I, it was their number one pick that I'm thinking of. Ben Mills or something. So I don't remember if he was their number one or not. I think he was. But yeah, he didn't get cut. He, uh, I think he broke his leg in training camp. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's oh. he's out for injury. But they brought in they brought in Louis Perez, who's one of my favorite all-time quarterbacks. He's a spring league legend. Played in the XFL, played in the AF. He's a great bowler, which is awesome. I love Louis Perez. Where did he play college? Uh, he played at like some D2 school. I don't remember the name off the top of my head. I think he played at Texas A&M Commerce or something like that. (laughs) Beautiful. But I know him best as the Rat King of the New York Guardians, where as soon as he joined the New York Guardians, they looked a thousand percent better and looked like they were going to start winning more football games. Love that guy. Oh, nice. Anybody that's D2 automatically becomes to the top of my favorite list. Any D2 kid that is making it automatically skyrocket. Gotta like yep. that guy. Yep, Texas A and M Commerce. That's the school. A lot of a lot of fighting that dog. Perfect. Yeah, you coming from Our Lady of the Lake or Texas A and M Commerce? I'm I'm on your side. Exactly. <laughs> Before we get into these uh, pieces of paper, I got here. Wh- who are some of your favorite players that you can't wait to see this season in the USFL? Obviously, Shea Patterson. I'm excited just based on potential alone. He's great. Jeff Bidet was showed flashes on the uh, on the Renegades. Loved seeing him. He's a speedster. I, I, I'm, I got Michigan Panthers players on the brinks. I just talked about them on my spring show. They were the team I reviewed last time. Uh, Jordan Tamu obviously is one everyone should be excited with. He showed excellent flashes on the Battle Hawks. Otherwise, I can't think of like individual players. There's just a lot of guys that I'm looking forward to. I want to. I want. I want to see, especially from this USFL show. I want to see players' personalities come through. That's yes. what I'm really looking forward. I'm looking forward to latch onto someone the second I watch that show. And like, that's my guy right there. Exactly. Exactly. I'm on the exact same page. Well, coach, you uh, don't know this, but on XFL Jim's show, sometimes he just grades random shit. I have two lists. I'll let you choose. Do you want to grade soft drinks or gas station snacks? Are you letting me choose or coach? Yeah, you. Whew. You know what? I just had a, I just had a soda. Let's do soft drinks. All right, soft drinks. Orange Crush. Orange Crush. I think Orange Crush gets a B plus. I think I'm Orange Orange Crush. 
gets the B plus. If it's an orange Fanta, it gets like just a B. I'm more of an orange crush guy. Yep. I got, I gave it a B too. I mean, it's situational. It needs to be a summer day. It needs to be cold. Coach, do you want to give grades on all these soft drinks? I mean, uh, if we're, if we're weighing in, why not? You know? Yeah. uh, You're a teacher uh, A through F. Orange crush is definitely a dark horse. I'm going to go B minus B minus. All right. I, I, I may, I may even go a solid B for the mere value, the the quantity for, for value factor, because you can usually pick up a six pack of those for next to nothing, which which is near and dear to my heart, being a teacher on this massive salary they they pay me. <laughs> <laughs> Hawaiian punch. Are we are we talking the red? Because now they have a green. It's got to be red. No, the it's original Hawaiian punch. Oh, that's up there, man. That's Mount. That might be Mount Rushmore kind of stuff. I think I got to give it, man, little like younger me would give it like an A plus. I think I got to give it just like an A minus. It's top tier for sure. Not, not to mention the fact that it, as a mixer, it's undefeated. Like you could just mix Everclear and Hawaiian punch in your set. You're just going to get blacked out. This guy smells what I'm stepping in over here, man. If you're, if you're <laughs> over 15, over 15, talking solid, solid A mark. If you're, if you're under 15, you're still in the A's. You're straight A ball. That's good stuff. I, I gave, I gave, <laughs> we're far apart on Hawaiian punch. I gave it a C minus. The aftertaste gets me. You heard V8. What about V8? V8 that, is, that's a mixer. V8 is a soft drink? Come yep. on, man. I Googled top 20 soft drinks oh and this is God, what I got. Dude. No, like V8's <laughs> disgusting. No. <laughs> F. F. I gross. give it a D because it's, I give it a D for its Bloody Mary. I'm not uh, a huge I'm, Bloody Mary guy. I'm not a big Bloody Mary guy. I, That's I, clear I, in your grade, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving the Bloody Mary. Uh, I'm telling you, I didn't come around to drinking V8 till I was probably about 30 years old. If, if under 30, <laughs> under 30 would have, I would have been an F plus uh, over 30. And only reason I gave it an F plus is because there is something healthy about it. And then over 30, me bumps it up to a solid. C plus B minus maybe in a it's, few years when I'm over 30, then I'll change my mind. There you go. There you go. You got a ways to go. Once you get older, the older you get, the higher the grade on the, on the V8 things start to change and shift as we know. Yep. Anyhow, freeze dried Folgers, oh, man, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, D. You, get, you get some free, free yeah. freeze dried Folgers, man. That's uh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, D's are on the board. That's Snapple. Whatever your favorite flavor of Snapple. I'm a Snapple apple guy. I'm going to give that a B plus. I'm going to give Snapple a B. Snapple's pretty darn good. And also, you feel smarter when you drink it. Absolutely. You get those little animal facts under the cap. Snapple fact. Yeah, did you know that a penguin has an organ that takes the salt out of seawater and makes it drinkable? That's bad. Or it takes it out of their bloodstream, maybe? Yeah, it takes it out wow. of their bloodstream. And you plucked that, <laughs> that off a tree. Snapple. That was amazing. Snapple that, fact. Yeah, and I you read that when I was 16 and high. And I Man, still I was, remember. I was it. just about to dog the Snapple, and now all of a sudden I feel like I can after that knowledge <laughs> got dropped on me. But yeah, well, that, I, I bumped Hawaiian Punch up from an F to a D after I heard you guys talk yeah. about it. So. In order, in order to grade the Snapple, I'd have to ask my uh, my 18 year old daughter because I don't drink that shit. <laughs> Diet Dr. Pepper, I give an incomplete. I've never had Diet Dr. Pepper. Oh. <laughs> I got to be honest Whoa. with you guys. Uh, both Diet Dr. Pepper and Diet Coke, I like better than the originals. Yep. So, Diet Coke, far superior to original. Diet Dr. Opinion. Pepper is an A plus for me. It's one of my favorite soft. It's, it's like a really good soda. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go orange. Oh, oh you on, didn't grade on. it yet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You didn't grade you didn't it yet. Doc- Let me just tell you, man. Diet you Dr. Just, Pepper. You- Time you can't out. cruise over Diet Dr. Pepper that fast, sir. <laughs> no, you commented first. You talked, he talked, you. I talked, off, and I moved on. That's how that worked. <laughs> first off. It's the state drink of Oklahoma. Let me just so tell what? you. It's a state Diet, drink. Diet Dr. Pepper is not as easily accessible <laughs> as one might think. And once you travel north of Kansas, it gets to be pretty close, pretty close to quality toilet paper to find. And let me just tell you. They, they. Let me tell you, Diet Dr. Pepper is my drink of choice. If, if, if we're, it is on the Mount Rushmore. Dr. Pepper is, Dr. Pepper and Diet Dr. Pepper are one and two. I love, I love that. Uh, Diet Coke, eh. I like the Coke Zero, and I'm a big fan of also, I'll bring it in, uh, Pepsi Zero. 
If you haven't tried that, you might want to get on board that. But Diet Dr. Pepper is definitely top three. Top three. Hey, Chris. Yeah. Dr. Pepper is the state drink for Oklahoma. So, that I mean, that's a deal. No doubt. No doubt. I think it comes out of the tap there, right? You don't get water in Oklahoma. No, no. You Dr. Pepper is it where it comes it's out of the tap here. is Dr. Pepper. Right. And and, and if <laughs> you think that it's college uh, football, diet Dr. Pepper, I'm learning so Yeah, much if you shit think today. that it's readily available, get on a plane and head uh, head to the West Coast and see if you can get a Dr. Pepper. It's not they'll try to give you they'll try to give you the pib. And the pib is not the same. Those goddamn libs don't know the first <laughs> thing about diet hey. Dr. Pepper. Don't get me wrong. I'll drink a quality Mr. Pibb, but let me tell you, it's not the same. (laughs) And I have had some serious debates on airplanes and and whatnot uh, about this. That is not the same. And somebody will try to tell you that that Pibb and and Dr. Pepper are the same. It's like drinking Dr. Thunder. Dr. Thunder, not the same. Now, now in my house, we go with any doctor that you find at the local store, Dr. Pibb, Dr. Diablo, whatever they call it at your local store that you can get for about a dollar a six pack maybe but that's 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 not the same and they try to sell it here they package it in all different stuff i don't know if they're they're sweeping whatever spills out of the dr pepper factory putting it in sending it to homeland selling it to me at a cheap price i don't know but it's not the same it's not the same dr pepper top three top three what an egregious mistake by me trying to move on from Dr. Pepper without talking to Coach about How dare you? Holy How dare you not shit. respect the doctor? I'm glad you're all the way down in Oklahoma. He would have hey, come across come the table at me, I think. Dr. Pepper. I can't believe you didn't close with Dr. Pepper. You just brought it up in no, the it's middle in the, like it's, it's fucking right some kind middle. of Fontana <laughs> bullshit. Sunny <laughs> D, I only put on here so I could give it an F. Man, it I wasn't like, even in my Google results. I just needed to say that it's terrible. I like Sunny D. <laughs> I do. And by like, I mean I give it a C plus. That is some kind of I give it a C plus. Uh, that is some kind of window treatment or driveway sealant or something. That is not a beverage. Hey man, I huff paint, so I'm not I'm not too painful. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go ahead and we should have got that out of the way in the first I told couple you minutes. This guy was awesome. Man, this guy. You just went up a notch in my book. I like this guy. <laughs> wow. I don't even know what to say about the Sunny D after that. That's quality. Hey, XFL Jim, Chris might turn on YouTube for the first time. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want to blow him up. I'm not sharing your (laughs) reputation in this town, but after this interview, I'm going to look into it. go up by one subscriber. I'm I'm going to look into it. I I just pulled it up a while ago, and I'm looking at, man, you got some quality things going on here. There's a lot going on. I love this uh, Jim's journey to the XFL, the mindful May. I need to bring those back. I need to start those. Oh, those up again. Dude, that, quality. dude, that training video you did where you were uh, talking about becoming one with the field and you show yourself like chugging uh, chocolate syrup and you're like, I have rested. I have eaten well. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, you're just bro. rolling around on a football field. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. It's As I'm looking gold, at this, man. you got a little hacksaw Jim Duggan look to you, man. You got you got a little hacksaw look to yeah. you, man. It's looking good. Oh, back then if too. We like, were... That was before I shaved. My my yeah. beard and hair were nuts last year. Oh, the 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 hair and the beard game alone got me to dial in. That is strong. That is you are <laughs> bringing some heat with that. You should wait until if you watch a video after August. I have a shaved head and a shaved face. I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. You're gonna have to yeah. invest in a shepherd's crook to start start <laughs> sifting through all the women that are gonna be you're gonna be calling them like pet pigs at the fair. My plan A for introducing you was to throw on, uh, you know, I'm a real American and say, by God, that's XFL Jim's music. (laughs) But I I didn't want to throw that on Chris's plate to enter. That that might have blown my mind, man. That that is awesome. (laughs) The the real American music comes on and I'm ready to flip. That's goosebumps. That's goosebumps or you can get the fuck out. (laughs) It's true. It's exactly right. You don't like that song. Turn. Subscribe somewhere else. <laughs> Do it now. Hit the hit the end button. Leave. Uh, we don't need you. No, I get yelled at from my neighbors every Fourth of July for blasting that song. <laughs> and why not? Why not? I mean, if they exactly. don't like it, they're probably communist. Kool Aid, your favorite flavor of Kool Aid, whatever it is. I'm a I'm a blue Kool Aid. A plus blue Kool Aid and A. I feel like I am obligated to mention A plus. Uh, Kool Aid was invented about thirty minutes away from where I live. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, that's fucking Does it big smell league. like Kool-Aid like down in uh wherever they make Kellogg's it smells like cereal? They don't they don't make it there anymore. It was just invented there. They oh, they have like a, they have a plant somewhere else. 
It was You've just been sitting on it. that nugget. You should introduce to us in the first God, two minutes because that's awesome. Yeah, dude, Kool Aid was invented in Nebraska. That's awesome. That changed our, that, that that changed our childhood. That yeah, is, that is great. I, I think without the Kool Aid jug with the the little fat dude, the the Kool Aid man in, in our uh, oh yeah, in our refrigerator every day, my my at home childhood is completely different. And that was one oh, of the dude. best advertising plugs of all time. The big Kool Aid oh, jug that ran through the wall. Right, where, whoever yep. made that is the same guy responsible for the Beastie Boys sabotage video. They should bring him out of the archives, put him in charge of some more stuff. Great. Play a couple games to 11 and come in the house and pound a bunch of ice-cold Kool-Aid, dude. That's as good as life gets. Yeah. You don't know one it at packet, the time, but that's as good as it gets. One packet, six six deals of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Hey, is there flavors of Kool-Aid? I thought it was red, purple, blue, and orange. I and call green. them colors. I know red is cherry, but the the no, the flavor, the flavor is red. The flavor is purple. The flavor is green. Those are all the different flavors. You just listed them right there. I like it. <laughs> yeah, you're, I like you're it. good. Red Bull. Man, I gotta get hey. an A. I drink so much Red Bull. Red Bull almost I could almost credit it with keeping me alive. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a huge Red Bull guy, but I can tell you when I do drink it, I usually mix it with vodka. It's great. It's a great mixer. Also, uh, heads up, everybody. It's very, uh, it's wild to shotgun a Red Bull. It is a wild thing to do. <laughs> it's the only way I drink them. It's, it's the, I have, I have a, <laughs> because my dentist told me not to drink it. And he said, well, if you do, then at least just drink the whole thing down at once. So I have this little keychain hanging off my toolbox at work. I stab a hole in it and I pound it down at about 4.35 a.m. and we're good to go. There you go. Hey, Get a you, couple next, uh, Japanese baseball bets in and we're off and running on a Wednesday. Hey, next next show, if we could book Eric's neighbor, I'd like to talk to him for about a five-minute <laughs> segment on 4.30 a.m. in front of the, uh, the, the American Deegan's house there while he's slamming the Red Bulls and listening to a little uh, I Am an American. It's yeah. awesome. Yep. Seven up. Seven up reminds me of having the flu. So it gets a B because it's technically comfort food, but it does remind me of being sick. So it can't be an A. I'm going to give it a C plus. I think all those like just regular bubbly lime, like lemon lime drinks are all kind of around like a C to B range for me. And seven up is the most mid tier out of all those. Yeah. I go Sprite seven up, then Sierra Mist probably. I'm not not going to lie to you. Something about it. Seems healthier because you can see through it. I think there's logic in that. So I'm gonna probably go with a with that. a solid yeah, I mean, solid it, B minus. Basically, like a, drinking a glorified Pellegrino. It's pretty much. It, I mean, it's like hydrating with water. I mean, they're similar in appearance. So I'm gonna go with uh, something about it makes it a little bit more healthier than the, the caramel sensation that I'm used to. So uh, I'll, I'll go B minus. All right. I don't want to get too divisive here, but Mountain Dew. Everybody has a strong feeling one way or the other on Mountain Dew. Man, back in the day when I was like 17 and younger, A++. Nowadays, though, I don't think I've drank or touched a Mountain Dew in literal years. So I'm just going to give it a B. Also, though, good mixer. Good mixer. Solid mixer. It's an acceptable mixer. I will tell you the diet Mountain Dew and Mountain Dew are pretty similar. Yep. I I like the diet Dew a lot. I, I don't, you know, now that I'm, again... Plus thirty year old, uh, a little bit, a uh, little bit different, different on that thought. Things change, <laughs> things change. Young seventeen year old man would would be all about the Mountain Dew, but not so much these days. It used to be a B, now it's a D. Now I just try to feed it to my nephews and nieces whenever I can. <laughs> Matter of fact, last night we went to eat dinner. I, I actually said that. Hey, uh, by the way, you want me to refill this drink for this young man? Mountain Dew, right? That's a, that you get the international mom look of I will stab you oh, in the jugular. Yeah. <laughs> what have you just done? Yep. It might have been one of those days where she was looking at the clock at 2 p.m. like, fuck, six more hours till bedtime. And you Absolutely. just added two. <laughs> oh, it's, it's instant two hours of life on this on and anybody under the age of 10. That's true. Anybody under the age of probably 10, you're, you're adding two hours on their day just by one Mountain Dew. We did, uh, we did Dr. Pepper's Sprite and Coke. So all that's left are Gatorade, your favorite flavor of Gatorade, B plus. Yeah, I'll give it a B plus. It's uh, yeah, B plus. I think I've gone away from Gatorade into like body armor more recently, just because I like the flavors more. But 
Gatorade's still solid. And now we find out which team you're on. What's your favorite flavor? I'm more of a Gatorade Zero guy. Zero, I love Gatorade, Gatorade Zero. Gatorade Zero, any. I, I usually hit that, and, and, and it makes me feel bougie drinking it, but I do. Um, if they had a generic Sam's brand, I would probably drink that, but whatever. I can't drink regular Gatorade now because I've drank so much Gatorade Zero. All I taste is the sodium in the regular Gatorade. It tastes like salt water. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Your palate palate is very delicate. Yes. Yes. I'm very refined. I'm very refined. Did you, I, I shotgun Red Bulls in the morning. My palate is very refined. That's what I'm talking about. Last one, Pepsi. <laughs> A, I'm team Pepsi. So it all depends to me on where I'm eating a Pepsi. Like when I'm eating pizza, I have to have Pepsi. That's, that's my yes. thing. Pizza and Pepsi just go together. Any other time, I'm like, I don't give a crap. It's fine. Pepsi's all right. Like, B. But with a pizza, A+. plus. I, I like Coke and Pepsi both, but I, I love Pepsi. I'll, I'll take a cold Pepsi any time. I don't, don't drink it a lot. I will tell you the Pepsi Zero is, is out of sight. So if you, if you can find it, because it is scarce uh, in the black can, it's, it's pretty money. It's worth a shot. It's, it's my second favorite next to Diet Dr. Pepper, which we've already established. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look for it. What else we got, guys? We did an hour. XFL Jim's got shit to do. I guess uh, we could probably let him go, huh? Chris? Hey, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks. Come back. Jim, come back. thank you so much. I'm definitely going to bug you to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, can, I think I can work my schedule. Hey, around. what are you drinking, Jim? I'm drinking a Hank's. What root are you beer. drinking? I'm drinking a Hank's root beer. Oh, oh, oh nice. yeah. If we're talking root beer, let me just tell you, man. You How can the get fuck on... was root beer not in the top twenty-five? <laughs> I was soft about drink. to say something. I was about to say something. By the way, that's a travesty. I like A and W root beer better than ninety percent of this list. And we're from Wisconsin. We got some great root beer brewing companies yes, here. You do. Sprecher yes, made you right do. down the street. Anytime you want to come up here and grab a Sprecher and go to a Brewer game, that's also an open invitation. <laughs> I don't even like the Brewers, and I'm telling you, I do that too, and I love it. One of the best things I've ever eaten at a stadium, by the way, loaded cheese curds at Miller Stadium. If you're in the vicinity, stop what you're doing and pull in there and get some of those, by the way. It's as hot as, uh, as the Patriot sports gear on the internet these days. <laughs> they got bacon in those? Let me just tell you, there's everything in there. I don't even know what they put in there. I, I think it's like a floor drain surprise in the back of everything Wisconsin that they dripped on, like in the trough. They just dump it on top of yep. some tater tots just and cheese curds and send of it cheese out to and you. Packers victories. It was amazing. Poured into a that cup. Was the, wh- hey, that is one of the top five culinary delights of my life. Me and my wife had that at Miller Miller Stadium. I, I want to say I actually saw. Um, Chris's wife have it at Miller Stadium, and that's what turned me on to it. It was amazing. I, I would make the drive for that alone. That and Fish Fridays. I like to go to the <clears throat> I like to go to the custard stand and then go get some of those honey roasted almonds and pour them on there. And we could do a sh- whole show about food and stadiums, man. XFL yeah, Jim, what do you? Yeah, what do you? We what, what, do what's that. your favorite? What's man, your favorite? We should do a stadium food episode. It's maybe a Homer pick, but like as far as stadium goes, it's hard to beat a Runza. Oh, you got to tell me what that is. So Arunza, it's a fast food chain here in Nebraska. It's basically like a little, it's a, it's a, uh, a bun with meat, uh, sometimes cabbage, onions, and whatever else you want in the bun. I kind of say it's like a, it's like a burger bun. So what I'll do is I'll just get like a cheeseburger Arunza, which is just, you got the bun on the outside. It's like a cheeseburger tamale. Yeah, basically. You can just do like uh it's got the bun. I'll just do a cheeseburger one. So it's got the bun, the meat. It's got pickles, mustard, ketchup, onions in it, and cheese in it, like mixed up. It's just a bun, so it stays hot the whole time. Wow, it's perfect. I and love, dude. They're so. And good. it's called a, a runza. Yeah, it's. I it's mean, the actual toasted? like it's it's. Uh, I think they're fried and toasted and whatnot. Ooh, they're really good. I mean, the 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 I'm restaurant gonna... is called Runza, and those are called Runzas. But I think the actual term, it's like. It's a fast food version of like a German, uh, actual German thing that would have like beef and like sauerkraut and cabbage and whatnot in it. There's an actual German term for it that I'm just forgetting. I'm looking at it right now. They're good. It looks amazing. They're really good. Yeah. 
Get your Bunza at two two Runza. That's what their slogan is. They're good. Yeah. They're like it. They should, you don't they even should need a slogan with a dish like runs. that. <laughs> I know. Look at this thing. Hey, look. They got a pitcher right here. They, uh, they jumped on the – they. oh, chili and cinnamon roll, by the way. Fantastic combo. That's what? Really? Go to Runza, get cinnamon roll and chili, and you dip the cinnamon roll in the chili, and it's fantastic. This is like the <laughs> peanut butter and jelly burger that people it's tell me is fantastic. good. It doesn't make sense, but it's great. It's so good. Wow. Wow. Okay. All well, right. We've learned Very a well. lot today. Man, that is that is melting. <laughs> I aim my to mind. educate. I have things. I have <laughs> things to do now. I didn't, but I assure you, now I do. <laughs> All right, Jim, go do some more uh, brilliant shit that I can laugh at. I got a please. shitload. I got to film today, so it's gonna be a busy awesome. one. Awesome. See you, I boys. I look forward to it. See ya. Dude, thanks for Chris. coming, man. Thank you. You bet. Kick that outro music. You've been listening to Patriot Sports Radio. If you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media, like we are, this show is for you. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at Patriots Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Patriots Sports Now, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at Patriots Sports. Take care, and we'll see you next time.